Are you ready? What is up, everyone? Anthony Ramirez here. Welcome to the premiere episode of Academics and Amigos. I can't wait for you to hear this, but first, I just want to give a quick shout out to Ken Bettis for composing this amazing theme that you all are hearing. So, let's get started with this first episode. My first guest is Carlos Gonzalez, who is an incredibly talented and amazing illustrator and pop culture enthusiast. Let's get started. All right, everyone, cool. what's up? Um, today, I am here with one of my good friends and uh, a friend of mine from uh, back in the day of uh, the University of Texas at El Paso drawing days. Uh, this is my friend Carlos Gonzalez. He's, a, yeah, yeah. he's an illustrator and artist from Los Angeles, but now resides in Austin, Texas. And uh, Carlos, how are you doing, dude? Good, good, man. Uh, just here, you know, as much as, as best as we can be doing with like during this crazy time, man. Yeah, this COVID nineteen thing is, is is definitely is crazy, dude. Um, but I, I'm glad to have you here, man. Um, uh, honestly, you're my first guest on this show, uh, on this podcast uh, that I'm starting up, and uh, I'm I'm excited to have you, dude. Um, so the you know prior prior to we're starting to record, we had a whole conversation like, so what is this podcast about? Well, this podcast is about just um. Oh, you know, as an as a young researcher, or junior scholar, as my advisor would say, um, I'm I I want to be able to talk to different people who are passionate about various subjects, whether they're in academia or not. Um, there's people who are knowledgeable about various subject matters, and Carlos is one of these guys who is extremely like knowledgeable and very very. Uh, I can have conversations with him for days about various topics within popular culture, and uh, that's one of the reasons why. And he's just a funny person just to talk with too, and just ha you can have an amazing conversation with Carlos just about anything, including the Golden Girls. So um, it's it's it just it's going to be an amazing podcast. I, I I can I can guarantee you that. So with that being said, Carlos, like, um, what are your, st what are some of your favorite topics within popular culture? Or like, how did you become so well-versed within popular culture? Dude, just, I mean, since I was little, just watching TV, watched everything. I mean, I grew up reading everything. Um, I never really like, I always gave everything a try, gave everything a chance. Even when I was little, man, um, growing up, I was like, like I said, I was born and raised. Uh, well, in LA, you know, mm -hmm. um, but like living in, in the city of Maywood growing up, like I was that little kid that for a little Hispanic kid, like as, I mean, if you don't know me, I love Golden Girls. And I was that little Hispanic kid that watched Golden Girls, which other little kid did that. Um, I had a little bit of like weird, weird quirks to me. Like, for example, like I, since I was little, have loved black and white TV. I grew up on that because in LA, uh, during the daytime or whatever, um, over there, like the school systems ran on tracks. So on the months I would have off from school, like daytime TV would be like I Love Lucy, uh, Twilight Zone. That was like one of my, that's still one of my favorite shows. But like I Love Lucy, or Beverly Hillbillies. I mean, black and white TV, man. Mm 
-hmm. So I didn't relate to that because it's, you know, it's back then it was most, mostly like just white people, but doing that. And then growing up with older siblings, I am the, the baby, baby of, of um, five. I have a older brother, the oldest, and then three sisters. And then 10 years, my, I, um, 10 years later, I was born. So mm -hmm. I'm the baby, baby, man. So like seeing them come home with either movies or books or things like that, you know, um, it started, I guess, giving me like a more of a well-rounded picture. You can say I kind of grew up faster. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Only because I just saw like them, you know what I mean? Like, like, like my brother introduced me to metal at a, like younger than my son. Like I was maybe like three or four years old and I was already listening to write the lightning and you know like like master of puppets and things like that and so like just my upbringing man i guess um but even as me as a kid i've never been like i always give everything a try and you know what i mean until like just that's how that's how, that's how i get well well like well i guess uh what's the right word about first yeah yeah, like, yeah so yeah man so i mean just give everything a try i give like different readings and stuff you know I give everything a try, and if I like it, I like it. If I don't, eh, but at least, you know, and just reading about random things. I like, I love reading, man. It's awesome. Um, and, and so both of us are huge comic book nerds, and I know, like, we've had, we can have conversations, like, about, like, we can go off on different tangents in relation to comic books and stuff. And I know um, a lot of what you just mentioned still relates to, to that, that, um, I know that your family and your upbringing really did uh, give you that, um, you know, it really did help you uh, become the comic book nerd that you are today. Uh, and so, so what are your favorite comics or what are other forms of popular culture that you're really into? You mentioned a couple of them already, including television shows and even uh, music with Metallica. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what are some other forms of popular culture you're into? Well, for sure, comics. That's number one, dude. Mm -hmm. um, aside from the movies, you know, because, I mean, movies are movies. I mean, they're always going to be part of everyone's life, you know? Mm -hmm. um, comics, and as of, you know what I used to really love, man? And I'm, like, I'm just trying to find, like, motion comics. Have you ever seen those, dude? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, a lot of motion comics. Um, honestly, I even, I've been getting into, like, the, I heard the other day for the first time, and it already had been out for a couple years, um, that that Wolverine one, man. That it's like an old like radio show where all you do is hear hear the sounds and people like it's like an acting it out and you just imagine it in your head. Is it the one that's like uh, the long no, the long yeah the long night yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and I think you're working at so so I um I heard it on YouTube because I was just like what is this and then I was like dude I fell in love because I put it on at night you know I'm I'm sitting in my in my room just trying to go to bed and I just listen to it but I love the just where your imagination, your imagination takes it. Because mm -hmm. in my mind, I have I, I envision Wolverine because I love Wolverine and X Men related things. Anything X Men. Um, so I have a way to how my characters look in my head because I hate that everybody associates Wolverine with Hugh Jackman. That's like one of my pet peeves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is not. He is not a tall, handsome guy. So yeah, that. Um, what else? I mean, just everything pop culture, man. Like. I love, like, I mean, everything, you know, one, one of the things that, like, I guess helped mold me was whether it was Batman the Animated Series or X-Men the Animated Series, mm -hmm. like, back in the 90s. Oh, you can't forget the Turtles, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just, just anything where, like, I guess anything that lets your imagination go crazy, dude. 
like I, I, I mean, growing up, I, a lot of times, you know, people look at people like us and they're like, oh, you guys are not mature for your age and blah, 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 blah. But I always tell my son, like, some people have religion, dude. I have comics. Like, like mm-hmm. every lesson I've learned, and laugh at me if you want, I have learned from, I, I have learned more things from like, from, from like Batman and X-Men and things like that than like the Bible, you know what I mean? Right. And I come from like a really Catholic family. And yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it, it did help me, like it did help me like get my values and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, but like learning how to do good, you know? And I learned that, cause you know, like I guess with religion, it's, always, it's just black and white. Either you're a really good guy or a really bad guy, but mm-hmm. comics <clears throat> and, and like comics and things like that. And even just books, just books. Um, taught me that the world isn't just black and white and there's a lot of shades of gray um and it's and things might not always seem as they appear yeah, like a definitely. perfect example like it even even as a kid and this is way before the boys like mm-hmm. i always wondered like you know it made me wonder as a kid like i wonder how regular humans viewed were you superheroes or things like that you know what i mean are they abusing their power and that's why kind of i like why i like civil war because right. it held it held superheroes like accountable right know? right so um you know uh, one of the one of the things that you mentioned was that podcast from uh the wolverine the long night i remember once i was hearing it like on my way to um to my office at, at uh, a&m and uh it was funny there's this one scene where like there's like a where I, I guess I was so entranced within in story and in the podcast itself that there's like an ambulance, right? I'm going up the stairs and all of a sudden I hear like, hey, and then I turn around like all scared. Like, <laughs> I was like, what the heck, you know? Yeah. And uh, I was so involved within the narrative of the podcast. Like it, it like really does like, like it, it sucks you in. It really does. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's the powerful thing about narrative. Like, like you were mentioning too um that you know with with narrative it takes you to a different world it can influence us in various ways and it just has that power that um you know media has that power to really and pop culture really has that power to really uh make a difference in people's lives that people don't really i I guess uh put put into perspective i guess or maybe they do put into perspective yeah i don't know um but i think everyone's different in that sense i think that the fact that you and i really like gravitate toward this type of stuff it's uh it's a lot more meaningful you know um everyone has their own different things whether it's sports whether it's this and um i know i know comic books is that for you like you were mentioning um the the other thing i was gonna the like uh ask you about too is like how has how has all this uh popular culture had an influence on you in terms of your your illustrative work um Honestly, it's like, I, I mean, as a kid, it's like it, 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 it started off like I tried to, I looked up to my heroes, which were Jim Lee at the time. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking about when they were like, this is like, I was little, man. So Jim Lee for sure was one of them. Todd McFarlane when he was at, when he was doing his Spider-Man run. Oh, that's uh, bro. That dude would make some crazy like, like angles and stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. But Jim Lee, hands down, dude. Um, Joe Madureira. I like that mm-hmm. dude's work. Um, you know, because it's very cartoony. So just influencing me, um, of course, evolve. I always evolve because as I got older, I was like, I realized, you know, because I always wanted to be like, like 
I want to be badass like Jim Lee, dude. I want to make the best like cross hatching and all like. But then I realized I'm like, you know what? Come in, uh, come Bruce, Bruce Tim. And I saw that I'm like, you know, hey, you know what? This is a simpler form. And as I got older, like I was like, well, why can't I? Why can't I mix a little bit of both? You know? And then maybe like so now like um, now I'm in my 30s, but like in my mid 20s I started getting into like the animated form. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Only because it's like, oh, you know, I, I like when like people like do like animation mixed with like details. Right. Um, I know we share a lot of things on Instagram. Like you've seen some of the artists. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, man, like I said, um, so it's definitely influenced my work. Um, also, just because, you know, I mean, I it, like what, what is it? Art reflects like real life. Mm -hmm. So just just based on that, man. I mean. Yeah. Like I, I would say your work is like a mix of like. It still has that Jim Lee aesthetic, but it has a very Humberto Ramos, a ve um, who's another one, uh, McGinnis, um, Ed McGinnis. Yeah, yeah, like that. Uh, yeah. Who else? Uh, a lot of these are just comic book artists that that we're mentioning. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, you know, if you have a chance to look these up, that's you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll see if we, we can put a link to like some of Carlos's work or something like that too. That way you all can see like the talent that he has. Cause Carlos is honestly one of the best illustrators and, and artists that I know. Like, Damn, he, thanks man. <laughs> no, like no joke, dude. Like, I think you're an extremely talented, like dude. Um, like, like you're extremely talented. Like I've seen you sketch in person, the stuff that you can do like in like a two minute little sketch. And I'm just like in awe because I'm just like, how are you able to do that in just two minutes? And here I am trying to draw a circle, trying to begin the sketch itself in two minutes. And you're already like, like, you know, you have everything kind of formulated and then you can always add more to it later. But like within those two minutes, you're like, you know, you, you've done so much, you know, I'm just, Thanks, like, man. I'm in awe. Like every time I see your work. Um, Honestly, like my secret is I used to be really hard on myself and then I realized like, screw everything. It's art, bro. It's art. Just screw mm -hmm. it. And so, like, now, now that I lift myself, like, restrictions, like, people, like, I remember, like, our teachers in, at, at YouTube used to get annoyed because I never had a consistent style. Mm -hmm. And because I, I would go from, like, Jim Lee cross-hatching detail mm -hmm. to animate it, like, from one piece to another, and they would, that was their pet peeve. And, but my thing was, like, or, or, for example, like, everything had to have, like, a meaning. Like, that's one thing mm -hmm. that bugged me about art school. That like it like oh what's your pieces are about everything has to make sense blah 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 and I hated that dude like that's one thing I can't I couldn't stand like like you're supposed to get on front of everybody and say well you know this all my art pieces uh, represent blah 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 and then <laughs> but it's like bro like in 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 if in one like if I want to draw one naked golden girl in one. And then the next one, I put. A, I want to put a, a kangaroo in a wheelchair. Like, bro, why can't I not do that? Like, it bugged me, bro. Like, so <laughs> for me, like, I think, like, like I said, um, also, man, just practice, man. Like, yeah. Practice, like, practice, 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 dude. Like, um, and not care what anybody says, bro. Because, I mean, you think I'm like, you think I'm a really good um, artist, but to me, like, bro, like, I'm not nowhere near my heroes, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, think that your work has the potential to be, like, like, like a top illustrative, uh, like, something, like, within, like, uh, children's literature 
or like for like comics in, in general i think it does have that or even like an animated series yeah. you have that 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 type of work that <clears throat> excuse me can be uh like like can lead an animated series or something like that you know like mm-hmm. there are so many distinct styles now within um within animation now that it can you know i think that that's the cool thing about it you know it's like uh, animation has really become so um art directed too uh we, we see it all the time with like I, I was just watching like the book of life the other day mm-hmm. and um what's the name of the the i i can't believe like the director who whose art style they based it on well, uh, I don't know the director, but it, I think I follow him that Mex- Mexopolis guy. Uh-huh, Mexopolis, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, homeboy. I like his stuff, dude. Yeah, his mm-hmm. stuff is super cool. It has that, like, uh, has a lot of that Mexican culture and influence within yeah. his work. And I think that that's one of the cool things about that film. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, another film off the top of my head that really had, like, a distinctive style. Uh, oh, bro, for me... Um, I don't know if it's his artwork, but um, like Brad Bird, like the Iron Giant. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, bro, like that, that dude, like once I saw Iron Giant back in the 90s, fool, mm-hmm. like that changed my world. I was like, dude, like this guy's legit. And I think, it, I think it, Brad Bird did design them because The Incredibles is Brad Bird too. Mm-hmm. And they look, they look exactly like, they just, they're just 3D versions of, of Iron Giant characters. Mm-hmm. So I think I think I think yeah I think he's the artist I'm not sure, but yeah like that dude, but like I said I mean growing up like I'm evolving like I first I always wanted to be a comic book artist, um, as I'm getting older dude, I feel like, you know I mean ironically it's because yeah, I just said like oh, I used to hate having to have a subject and a message, mm-hmm. but now I'm like I would like to be a storyteller I mean I don't know I mean we sit when we sit with our friends. I, I, I feel like big fish fool. Like I, I'm always telling you guys all these random stories, <laughs> but there's a lot of little stories I would like to tell, you know, for kids and stuff. Um, so I know I've noticed that I'm leaning more towards being a children's author and illustrator, mm-hmm. just make my own little books. Cause I mean, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, um, comics, look, you can tell a good story and you can influence people. But I think for me, at least for me, like storybooks is where it's at. Cause that can like help mold someone's childhood, dude. And if I can be like one of those people, dude, that would be awesome, bro. Like, like I don't care about like the fame or anything like that. I just, but if like, for example, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, bro, Charlotte's Web. Mm-hmm. Um, like what's another book that I like, I, I like grew up like, whoa, bro. Like, like anything Dr. Seuss, man. Oh yeah. Um, of course, Disney's the big one, man. Disney's like the big, the big guns. Like, like, yeah, but I'm talking about like, like the, I don't know which was I, um, do you ever did you ever see those like Frankenstein bakes a cake and things like that? Like, like they sound the familiar, yeah. Bro, like 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 things like that, man. Um, but like I think what kicked it off um years ago was when I first like saw Wally mm-hmm. and like like Pixar when Pixar picked up their game all badass, like mm-hmm. that changed me. Oh, but also watching Paranorman, bro. So that's another yeah. So you know me, man. Like I love like paranormal stuff, the craziness, you know. But if I can make like cool little stories like that for kiddos, also uh, I'll give props to R.L. Stein, bro. That dude, that dude, that dude raised me too, dude. R.L. Or, Stein. Or books. even like those, uh, what are they called? Oh, scary those stories. Yeah, yeah, scary, scary stories. Yeah, like, 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 like all those, man. So 
that's what I'm focusing on now, man. Like I just, if I can tell like stories to kids mixed with my illustration and stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, that's where I'm heading at right now. There is this one book I remember reading as a kid. I used to love it. Um, and it was like a retelling of famous, like, um, famous, like, uh, fairy tales and, and, and tales like that, like with the three, three pigs, but it was from the wolf's perspective. And then there was another one of the stinky cheese men. But I remember <laughs> that, that, the I remember like distinctly the art style within those books was like different from anything else that, mm. that was being produced, you know, because there's like the Bernstein Bears, Dr. Seuss, like you mentioned, Dr. Seuss was amazing because they had like a really distinct style too. Yeah. Um, but I remember like that stinky cheese one had kind of like, I don't know, kind of like a sepia, um, I know, yeah. dark, dark tones and, but it had like, I don't know. It was, it was really cool. But I remember reading that as like in like fourth or fifth grade. And I was just like, man, the art style to this is amazing, you know? And I didn't even, and at that time I was like, I didn't know like what I wanted to do with my life. Like originally I wanted to be an animator you know, like, like we, we, yeah, you know, um, but you know, I've, uh, my my career path has totally changed, but, um, you know, I, I still, I still value a lot of that, um, aesthetic. I'm I still value a lot of that, you know, um, that, that stuff that comes with the, I guess the, the, I don't know. I, I can't think of the word right now, but I still value the, the whole, idea and the whole um the art world i guess i still value all that you know the art direction oh, yeah. that people have you know and, and i always say that like i always uh when i talk to my girl i'm like she's like well what do you want to do and i'm like i don't you know what i'm exactly that like i don't even know anymore but all i wanted but all i know is that i wanted to still be in the art world mm-hmm. for example like you like you wanted to be an animator and now you're like what you're doing like all these like analysis and stuff like yeah. it's still in the artwork like you know now you're just critiquing yeah. like you know and making like you know analysis on stuff like that mm-hmm. and like me for example like i always wanted to be a comic book artist and as i got older it's like hmm, i think i'd rather be more of a children's book uh dude you know what i mean like have little projects mm-hmm. i mean on the I also on the on the on the other side too like i mean i was like well why can't we do both or most multiple things like yeah, for yeah, example yeah. i also like um to go back, I would like right now. I'm trying to think of projects to do where I can bring out my like LA upbringing. Mm-hmm. Like you know, for example, like I I just saw that uh, that documentary with the LA Originals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the one on with uh, Mr. Cartoon and uh, Esteban Oriol. Like, oh dude, yeah, bro, yeah. like those like those dudes are like right up my alley, bro. Like like mm-hmm. growing up and all that stuff. Like like I love that stuff. Like the yeah, not necessarily cholo culture, but like the Chicano stuff and like LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Maybe I was just thinking, like, what if I can, what if I could like incorporate both? You know what I mean, and make children's books like that because, like, to reach that demographic, because like kids like me that was growing up in LA, you know what I mean. So, like, if I can become like a Mr. Rogers type of fool for those dudes, <laughs> shit. that'd be neat. That'd be awesome. Like a uh, Mexican American Mr. Rogers. That'd be that'd be right awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, it's like we're. Uh, like for me, I do a lot of research in relation to um, Latinidad and uh, Latinx representation and identity within popular culture and media. And so, I think that the stuff that you're talking about is stuff that I I um I'm trying to emphasize within my research too. 
um and i think that's important that what you're what you're stating and i think that that's cool that you want to take your work in that direction because i think that's what's needed um and i've had conversations with instructors and professors and other friends of mine too that i find it so fascinating that these streaming services like hulu like um netflix especially i've seen it a lot with um because like you mentioned there's the la originals there's hentified there's on my yeah. block um there's all these different shows right now that are, are showcasing like um latinx culture latinx culture and and, uh, and latinidad within these television shows but i think that that's really cool like that idea that you have in the back of your mind of like where you want to take your work in that future and for me like i'm really happy dude that like they're finally representing like what i feel like like what i am Mm -hmm. um with like on my block whatever or with a hint of fight or like that you know things like that because I mean, shout out to all that and people, but I used to hate like that. Whenever there was a Latino mm-hmm. in movies or in a show, it's always a, it was always a Puerto Rican from New York. Yeah. Or it's always like some Dominican dude or, or Cuban or whatever. But they never really throw in uh, a Mexican, let alone a Chicano. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now, like, it's funny because it's like I'm here 36 years old and I like, like, I get all excited when I see someone that looks and sounds the way I am mm-hmm. like, holy, like, like representation matters dude. like, like, yeah. yeah. Cause I see, I see these dudes like just talk like my lingo, like hentify. That's perfect, bro. Like, like that's literally mm-hmm. like how it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I see things like that, it's like, Oh bro, like that's cool, man. Like we're finally putting a mark. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's definitely like each of the, the, the cultures <laughs> within um, the Latinx umbrella really are different like mexican americans are very different from uh uh cubanos and uh and yeah. puerto ricans oh no we're all very different you know we all have similarities but they're at the same time they're all very different they're all very oh, no, that, different, very that different. definitely different man and that's why i tell people like like even like my co-workers and stuff like i um will have conversations and they're like i like, i have to like just tell them like no that, that's more mexican culture Whereas, like, I'm more Chicano stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, like, all my family is from Mexico. Like, I'm literally the first American from my, like, my, my family family, from my siblings and everything. I'm the first American here uh, mm-hmm. born. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, everybody's from uh, Ciudad Juarez. So, so like, they, they bring in the Mexican culture. And I, like, like I said, but my, my siblings, like, they moved us as, as kids, as little kids. So... They're also like the Chicano stuff, but like, you know what I mean? I got best mm-hmm. of both worlds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. And then you know, also because, like, you know what? I, I, as much as I love like Blood and Blood Out and American Me and all the movies, like, we're more than that, dude. Like, I feel bad like, for that, that actor Hector guy, for the one that played the Cholo in every damn movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's why I really like that in Hentified. He played, I, I didn't even recognize him when he had long hair, dude, and he was playing that, that some kind of agent or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, man, dude, like, you know, I, I like that they finally gave him a different role. Cause like I, I I like that we're moving past. Oh, all these fools are cholos. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 Granted, you know I think it's still in there subtly. Or oh no, like no, yeah, yeah, in there all the time. But it's not the emphasis of our representation anymore. And I think that that's something that's super important to 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 note and uh, to really value now that people are looking at it very differently than just like, hey. Uh, 
Latinos and Latinas and Latinx people are, are just trolls. No, we're not. We're, we're so much more than that. Yeah. We're more than just the, the sexy spitfire. We're more than just the, you know, the Cantinflas type characters too. Yeah. Or, you know, things like that. And so it's really interesting, like, um, seeing, because, like, in, in the research that I've done, too, I've had to learn, like, um, all the different, like, stereotype uh, uh, motifs that come in, like the Spitfire, like the, uh, what are some other ones? Um, I learned in one of my classes, um, there's the Uncle Toms, right? There's Uncle Toms, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, the, the Mexican version would be Tio Taco. That's what they called it. And I was like, huh, I was like, I like that. It's catchy, you know, um, but I was like, you know, it's, it, it makes a lot of sense, you know. Well, I can see there's a lot of Tio Tacos in Texas, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a Tio Taco Tuesday, fool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, like, but you know what I mean? Exactly that. But it, it, like what I was trying to say was like, um, I like that, like, we, we all have a little hint of like that. And I think that's what I'm saying. Like, I think people already associate that Chicano with Cholo. Mm-hmm. So it's not, that, it's not that we have a little bit of Cholo, but it's just that that's just how we are. Like, for example, you know who, like, I really see myself as? And it's funny because he's a like, Cholo, like Creeper, the Creeper from Cholo Fit. Oh, the Cholo Fit guy? When, yeah, I, when, yeah. I hear, when I hear him talk, dude, like, I just, like, I look around, like, I, like, I don't cringe because I like, you know, that's me, fool. That's yeah. me. That's how I talk. Um, like, right now, like, I'm being well-behaved. I'm, I'm, I put, I'm pulling out my little Tio Taco <laughs> to, to try to sound proper. Yeah. Um, but, like, I mean, my friends and you, like, you guys know me when we all hang out. I literally yeah. become Creeper from Cholo Fit or, or uh, Little Joker from, from Matt TV, dude. I don't know if you remember that fool. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That, that fool, like, like, I see myself a lot in, like, that, that character. Um, but, yeah, man, like I said, it's just, it feels good to, like, we're finally coming up. Um, especially during these crazy times, you know, when like America wants to put all the blame on our people and stuff like that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, whatever, man. I mean, we're, we're a strong culture for, we'll persevere. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, but just, but my only thing, and I mean, I guess it's controversial, but I always, the one thing that has bugged me is that with our culture, we, we, I like that we're finally helping each other out because mm-hmm. I feel like in history, we pull each other down because we all want that glory. Mm-hmm. So we don't help each other out. You know what I mean? If you look yeah, at yeah, every yeah. other culture, like, like the Asians help each other out, mm-hmm. like people help each other out. They, they build themselves. Mm-hmm. But I've always, even as a kid, I always noticed that like Chicanos or like the Mexicans, like one's coming up and then they're like, I, I, mira, mira, mira. And then it's like, we're like, we're like crabs, fool. Yeah. Like, like, it's like you're trying to pull a crab out of like, uh, like out of a, uh-huh. a barrel. Yeah, we yeah. all cling on to each other and like, and, and like we end up pulling them down because, yeah. you know, instead of like celebrating, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. But I finally, that, I like that we're finally getting to that point where it's like, hell yeah, fool, let's like, just celebrate ourselves, whether you're like, like, whether you're Cuban, Puerto Rican, whatever, dude, as long as like, like we're finally building each other up. And the ir- ironic thing about it is that, that I think the, not just the Mexican culture, but I think in general, like, the Latinx culture um, or cultures are all about celebration too, you know? Yeah. I mean? And yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I've heard that, that, that saying about the crabs in the barrel thing since I was a kid, you know? Um, and, and so just 
you know, that I always hear, like, you know, one of us goes up, but the others are trying to bring us down. Yeah. And uh, it's one of those things I've heard since I was a kid. And I, you know, you're absolutely right. I think things are changing now that we're trying to see, like, you know what? Yeah, let's, you know, there's hints in throughout history that there's like, yeah, we're supporting this. We're supporting this, you know? Yeah. Or or, or, we're trying to, you know, help this person move on up and stuff like that. But um, I think now more than ever, I think we're trying, it's, it's more emphasized and more um, seen. Yeah. And that, that, that's, what, that's what I'm getting excited for. Because, I mean, it's opening more doors for me. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, it took me 36 years, but I'm finally trying to dip my feet into, like, you know, hopefully get something started soon with, like, within, like, my, my children's storybooks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I hope that will, like, all these things will open doors, especially, you know, I hope this is the right time for me, you know? Oh, um, yeah. Cause it's, and I like that the world's become a little bit open-minded, you know what I mean? And it's, it's like, it's only like that, that, that small, like racist few, you know what I mean? Like closed minded people, but whatever, dude, they're dinosaurs. They're a dying breed, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Cause the, the world's going to evolve without them, man. And that's why they, right. When you see these trying times, mm-hmm. um, they know it too, man. So that's why they're, they're doing their last hurrah, you know? Mm-hmm. that's why they're trying to control like the like everything right now because they know that's like change is coming bro whether you know whether you're like asian black latino whatever uh but we're now we're mixing too you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that brings a whole different genre bro oh okay. and i mean and, and it doesn't stop there and i like that like for example like hentified man i like how that we're celebrating now like you know what um the like the gay community and things like that you mm-hmm. know what i mean and like, like with bad, what's his name? Bad Bunny, dude. Like, when yeah, he's like standing up for the trans community, things like that. Mm-hmm. I like that we're 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 outgrowing our are stuck in our ways, like that machismo and all that mm-hmm. bull. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna take work, but I like that we're we're the direction where we're going. It's like, I I, I don't know. I get pumped because it's like, dude, like you don't get anywhere farther like than with the bubble that you create for yourself. Definitely, you know? definitely. Um. Yeah, like I think those are amazing points, you know, and a lot of these stuff are cultural values that 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 are just ingrained in us, you know. Yeah. And it's stuff that we're taught since we're a kid, but as we've been getting older and I, I guess more educated and more quote unquote woke to uh, you know, um we we're you know, we kinda formulate our own thoughts and ideas and and um you know, in some cases, some people are become more, you know, open-minded and liberal-minded. I, I guess open-minded is a better word because if, if you use liberal, it's it's more like politicized. Yeah. Uh, but more open-mindedness, you know, and I think yeah. that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing at all, you know. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, bro. Like, like honestly, like I, I've sat with conservative friends and all. We all want we all want the same things for our fam, you know. Exactly. But we just have different ways of getting it. Mm-hmm. like you know what i mean we all yeah, want, we want job security and we all we all like have love for our family mm-hmm. we want them to be safe and all that stuff it's just different ways to go about it definitely. um but yeah man um uh, what else what, what, you had mentioned something hold on my brain farted bro okay go continue and i'll remember right now it, it's all good um so so we we've, talk, we've discussed a lot of different uh like latinx or or even mexican uh related uh shows and things like that too like what are some that you think had a big influence on you personally like um as a kid and even now that you're you're older and you want to kind of create this work 
Well, honestly, one of the original ones, man. Um, I have to give a shout out to Ricky, uh, Ricky Ricardo, bro. Oh yeah. Like, like, bro, like, like. I remember, like, growing up, I always wondered, like, man, where the hell are the like the, the Latinos or the black people or Asians and like the old black and white TV? Mm-hmm. And because I didn't know any better. I was little. I was like four or five. You know what I mean? But I, I didn't know. But I was kind of like something's not right. And then as you get older, you learn. Um, you learn that like like hey man, we were hated. Everybody was hated. If you weren't white, you weren't right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So so like growing up, like Ricky Ricardo, man, like one like hey, that's one Latino fool in the middle of all these white people, and he has his own band, bro. Yes, you know he 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 does his shows and stuff. Um, and so like that fool. Um, what else, man? I mean, of course, like I said, movies that molded me. Also, like, people that, like, for example, like, people that also just, not necessarily movies or things like that, but actors. Mm. Like, Edward James Olmos, man. Oh, yeah. That dude's, like, the Morgan Freeman for Mexicans. You know <laughs> what I mean? Or, like, you know what I mean? That dude's, yeah, like, yeah. Morgan Freeman. Like, so, and, like, Benjamin Brad and all that stuff. Um, just a bunch of great actors, you know? Yeah. Um, um, of course, artists. Mm-hmm. I always, like, like, as I got older, you know, you learn about artists. And... Like, especially, like, in college when we read it more. Because we, we, I didn't learn none of this. And, like, I kind of knew about it. But mm. I really didn't know until, like, we took art history. Right. Um, like, Frida. How much she, like, even came and influenced, like, the, the freaking Rockefellers and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, to me, like, Frida's badass, dude. Like, she's badass. But then you have your, uh, I, I would consider him a, a Tio Taco freaking Diego Rivera fool. Yeah. Because that fool, like, that fool could be bought. Like, like I, I, I don't, my personal choice, I, I don't like that cat. Mm. Um, but like things like that um, like I said you get older and what else I mean and then like I said growing up with comics you start seeing names like Joe Madureira I yeah. don't know what's his I don't know what's his ethnicity bro yeah. but Madureira sounds pretty Latino or like Spanish or something <laughs> yeah, that's a plus yeah. well no no that's a plus yeah, and yeah. You see Umberto Ramos and out, yeah. like that's what was like oh or even God, going like, back to like uh like in the 70s and 80s with uh Jorge per- uh, Perez George Perez yeah like that like yeah like I mean you can go back there's a lot of fruit like it, I saw this one cool documentary man and I'll I'll, I'll uh, think of the the name or I'll find out and I'll send you it to you yeah uh, so you can check it out um it was like how how Latinos have been influencing like Hollywood and everything from back then mm-hmm. and like for example, dude, like like uh, Rita Hayworth, bro. I did not know she was Latina, bro, until like I saw that documentary, mm-hmm. and it blew my mind. And Mel Blanc, that fool is responsible for like my childhood, bro. Like Looney Tune, that fool's like Mel Blanc is Latino fool, and that fool literally that fool molded my childhood. So wow. Mel Blanc, dude, th- like that documentary like opened my mind, bro. And I was like, holy crap, bro. Like that's cool, man. Like, but unfortunately. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry about that. No, no, no. Asking, but unfortunately, we never. You, you don't really see it because back then you were forced to change your name. You know. Yeah, like another example I'm thinking of, and I remember we had this conversation at a Barnes and Noble once. Was uh, Linda Carter? Yeah, dude. Linda I, Carter, like, dude. I, I was like a couple years ago old that I found out that she was Latina fool. Like holy crap! I thought she was just this real pretty white lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I remember when I found out about that too. I was like, "Bro, 
Linda Carter, Latina, and then both of us were just like, what? You know, it's, yeah, it's, like, we celebrated that, dude. Yeah. Because it was like, it was one of those. Like the, like the only one, only like the really, really hot ones back then, like got to be the exotic Latina, for yeah. example. Raquel yeah. Welch, but still yeah. she had to put in Welch in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they put Raquel Welch, like she, she's Latina, who like, you know? Mm-hmm. Who else, man? Who else? I'm just thinking about it now, like. There's a lot of people, but like I said, like Rita, but like the Rita Hayworth, man, that blew my mind. I was like, what, bro? Like, yeah. she's Latina? Correct me if I'm, I, like, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I mean, I'm sorry if, I, if I'm getting the information wrong, but like, I, I want to say in that documentary I'm talking about, bro, like, I think she was even part responsible for creating LULAC. Who is like, that? Rita Hayworth? Rita, Rita Hayworth, bro. The one that the Shawshank Redemption uh, had, the, had the poster of. And Morgan more Freeman was like, Mrs. Rita Hayworth. No, you know, I got you a poster of Rita Hayworth. <laughs> or whatever. Like, yeah, well, check her out. Google her, man. Uh, beautiful, beautiful lady, dude. But like she, she, yeah, she helped. Her real name is Margarita Cancino. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Bro. It's like, yeah, dude, she just shared a pretty cool story, bro. But I mean, for Hollywood purposes, you know what I mean? Yeah, you have yeah. to change your name. Um, but yeah, man. And then. Um, wow. There's little things like that because and then it's because it's either either you were like the the wise Mexican or like wise Latino mm-hmm. or you are, or you were the thug mm-hmm. and I the one I feel really bad for is like women like they never got respect because either you were a sex symbol mm-hmm. or you were that that lady that cleans houses like the maid or like you never had an important role yeah or even just like a a clown type character you know like yeah. a type character that yeah, yeah. you know. Just or, or and I used to, and it used to bug me. <clears throat> That's why I despise, like, I love westerns, but I despise, um, like, the old fifties ones, um, the the Clint Eastwood era, mm-hmm. like spaghetti westerns, where it started kind of getting cool. But still, the one thing that bugged me is that they always paint, portrayed the Mexicans as bandidos or something mm-hmm. like the evil dudes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When it's like, and I guess what has bugged me also is that. Growing up, I, I love Westerns. I don't know if you knew that about me, but, like, I, I love the Old West. I love all those stories. Like, I love, you know, the reading about history, Old West history. But I hate that, like, Hollywood and everything stole cowboys from us. Mm-hmm. When it was, like, original cowboys were black people and Mexicans, bro. Yeah. But, but because, because they were the original, like, vaqueros and rancheros, like, you know what I mean? That, well, the cowboys, like, they were hired mm-hmm. to move cattle throughout the United States. Yeah. Like, you know, and then once the, like, the 50s came in and all that, like, they stole our glory, bro. These fools came in and they're like, oh, wait, you guys are not heroes. Like, thank you. We'll take that from you. Mm-hmm. And then they screwed us over and they made us bad guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when the hell did you ever see uh, black people in Westerns? Never, fool. And if so, it was either a servant or, or some bullshit like that, dude. You know what I mean? Or even um, for comedic purposes, like, we can even think of, like, blazing saddles. Well, no, no, that's something. Yeah, like, but it was yeah. never, like, taken seriously. Yeah. So, like... And honestly, like I, I'm still, I still yet to see. Um, I guess them giving like you know what? That's why I love Django. I know it's a spaghetti western type thing. Yeah. But I love that I finally gave them credit. Yeah. Because it's like, bro, like, like, like a lot of a lot of cowboys, like I said, were African, uh, African Americans, mm-hmm. and freaking, um, and like Mexican dudes, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, definitely. I think that you're bringing up some amazing points, like, um. You know, just you know, we're we're having this whole conversation about like stereotypes within the genres and stuff like that too, 
and it's just it's interesting to see how some of them still stick to kind of like um the Sofia Vergara type too it's still very yeah. prominent and it was one of those things that you saw a lot in early film you know or, or like maybe with even I'm trying to think like of uh, actresses off the top of my head well, what's her name like the one that uh, what the hell is her name dude the one that was always like coochie 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 oh charro charro yeah that late that that lady fool mm-hmm. um who else like yeah but the Sofia Vergara they were always like either a sex symbol or a maid that's it yeah you know what I mean yeah and you know what's interesting about charro though is that dude like she can jam on guitar oh dude she's a flamenco badass dude <laughs> that's what i'm saying but but you unless you like i mean unless you like saw her in, in those times you would have mm-hmm. never guessed because yeah. she was more of a she was like the you just sit there and be that fiery latina fool like mm-hmm. you know yeah. and but she's she's an amazing flamenco mm-hmm. artist dude mm-hmm. like but she but i feel like with mexicans or latinos back then um it's like they had they had to pick a gimmick and stick with it and that's how you got known mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah like like that's why like you see a lot of characters like even in, even like the old like old mixing like that's why you have cantinflas yeah tintan mm-hmm. um you know what i mean the pedro infante like you like you had to pick a gimmick and that's that's all you were ever gonna be yeah throughout your whole damn like like poor i poor chavelo man yeah you became like typecasted like fool like chavelo had all I've never seen from that guy was a, an old kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Selling, selling me sabritas every Saturday, fool. El Chavo del Ocho. You know, or Chavo del Ocho, fool. Like, but that's all he ever, like, you know what I mean? They were, they were, they were great writers, yeah. great directors, great actors. Yeah. But that's all you ever knew. Yeah. Or, or that's all we ever know. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. And, and, and unless, unless you do the research and stuff. Yeah. Um, well, what was the other thing, too? Like, I've been learning, like, uh, what was another documentary? I just saw something that, like, I didn't even know till like, I was, like, literally, like, a couple months ago, bro, that um, watching that, um, the, the John Leguizamo one, bro. Oh, um. Like, dude, that one was dope. of Latinos or something like that? Yeah, yeah, dude, like, that one was dope. And I also, I don't know if it was from there or, or something else where I found out that, like, Mexicans played a big role in the Revolutionary War, man. Oh. Like we've been around, bro. Like, but we're the we're the we're the in American history, guys. We're the bad guys, so they'll never mm. give us credit. Yeah. Um, like I don't know if it's true or not, but I remember like growing up too. Like I had heard something like I believe the the I don't know about now, but back then the highest recipients of Medal of Honors were Latinos, fool. Oh wow! But do you ever hear that? No, no, you know. It's, yeah. you know. And I wonder if that stuff would have been known, um, excuse me, uh, throughout, throughout time, if things would have been a little bit different too. Maybe we had a, a, a person of color, a Latino, for example, as a higher um, uh, executive branch, you know, within the executive branch, maybe a president yeah. or maybe, you know, like so, something higher within politics, for example. But <laughs> and it, it's, it's just, it's interesting. But I think it's that thing that, 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 that's, it's up to us, fool. Like, the boomers, like, they're, yeah, they're like, like the way I, like, I just let them run their course, you know? Let them run their course. No, I mean, but it's, it's up to our, us, like, the millennials and zennials, or, like, the Generation X and all that, from Generation X on, to change the way things are, man. Like, like, 
I always like, for example, like when a Latino runs for an office or something like that, we're always like, you know, you know, me this way. Like, this fool thinks he's gonna make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we start putting him down instead of like, you know what? Hell yeah, fool. Let, let's let's back this fool up. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like let's see what he's about. Mm-hmm. And if he I and mean, if he sounds good, then let's go for it. And instead, we're like, nah, like or. Right away, it's like, ah, you know, he thinks he's going to win. But I'm like, dude, with that attitude, fool, like, of course he's never going to win, fool. Or they have that, uh, that, the, that thing where they're like, eh, like that, you know? Ah, uh, this guy thinks he's all badass because he's trying to run for office. Like, what, did he, what, can, what can he do for me? And blah, blah, blah. it's like, no, dude. Well, it's exactly like the JFK thing. Yeah, it's yeah. not what people can do for you, bro, but it's like, what can you do for your country, bro? Like, 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 I, like I had a conversation with one of my friends, and he, uh, um, he had, uh, he had, he was going for Warren. No, of course I was going for, I went for Bernie, but I'm like, either way, I don't mind. I, I like both of them. Right. Um, but he said, uh, he's like, I voted for Warren because everything is impossible until it, until someone does it. Mm-hmm. And he meant it like a woman, you know what I mean? A woman president. Mm-hmm. Like everything seems like far-fetched until some one day, but the, how do you do it? You by voting for that woman, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not, and I mean, he, he didn't just vote for her because of that or, you know what I mean? But it was because, she had, I mean, she, she had great policies, I guess. You know, he, he, he liked her, what she stand for, what mm-hmm. she stood for, mm-hmm. you know, where she stands for. Yeah. Um, and I agree. And I totally agree. I'm like, yeah, dude, like, she was by far, like, she was my second choice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but going back to that, it's like, I feel like we need to apply that mentality to our people and like help us out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I always post things like if, if your friend is selling a service or like 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 hey i'm making this and that blah 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 like oh man like like my pet peeve is like hey fool give me hey fool give me like some free t-shirts and i'll wear i'll wear your i'll wear your stuff fool. Mm-hmm. or hey man give me something free for and, and i'll promote you for that that exposure yeah oh it's it's exposure fool mm-hmm. now nah, like 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 no like support somebody like for example if i came i had the money bro I would, I would gladly like to commission Ivan for a painting. You know well, what I mean? Um, so our friend uh, Ivan Calderon is another amazing artist who uh, is, is in El Paso. So shout out to Ivan. I don't know if you'll hear this or not, but, uh, you know, shout out to him. Like his work is just like museum worthy. Like it straight up is museum worthy. And uh, just to see the, where he's gone from our college days to where he is now, there's just, you know, shows the dedication and hard work that he's been putting into his craft you know as it as it was when when we were in class together he was like honestly one of the top like in terms of draftsmanship he was one of the top if not the top you know oh no that, that fool was like that fool was younger than me and that fool was like my dad like that fool was on top of me like get your lazy ass up dude mm-hmm. you work fool mm-hmm. why are you not drawing away mm-hmm. do this do that you know what i mean and I always tell him, I go, mark my words, fool. Mark my words. That dude is going to be in either art history books or is he going to be in some kind of published thing? But, like, that fool, that fool, like, from of all the people I knew, all the artists, we, and we knew a lot of great artists, like, mm-hmm. mark my words, fool. I think mean, I mean, I mean Calderon will be in the art history books, fool. Yeah. I promise you that. Because in our class, we had a lot of amazing artists, too. Um, like, uh, we had uh, uh, Christian. Who, who, yeah. who, her and her husband are now like famous printmakers and street yeah. artists, um, who now go by Los Dos and do a lot of really cool, um, 
Mexican inspired, uh, border inspired art, you know? Yeah. There works all around the, the Southwest El Paso Juarez, so Juarez area. And that's, it, it, their works amazing. Um, they even did a poster for rage against the machine. Oh, cool. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Um, Ivan, we've talked about like he he works at the El Paso Museum of Art, um, and like I can like like we mentioned, we like no doubt he's he's a man for great things, dude. Um, our friend Jaime is doing. Oh, uh, Jaime, yeah, yeah, like Jaime helps. He does a lot for like the musician community in El Paso. Yeah, he does a lot for um the like you mentioned the uh, musician community in El Paso has his own design company. That dude's a hustler, dude. Yeah, like he's like an entrepreneur to the T. Um. And, you know, a lot of our friends are doing great things. And I think that that's something that uh, that we do need to give praise to and do need to uh, shout out, you know, because uh, a lot of people are doing some really great things. And I think that's one thing I want to do with this podcast is like, like, for the like, 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 you know, we're, we're having this conversation about pop culture and we talked about um you know representation and all that good stuff and that interjects like what i was talking about is like the passion and the knowledge and you don't have to necessarily be an academic or a scholar to have this type of background you know um and that's what i want to showcase in this too you know i will showcase academics and stuff within this podcast too and that's the point of it too but i want to show that you know we can be knowledgeable and and have that that research uh, uh passion but not necessarily be scholars per se you know well so, yeah well look at us fool like when we used to have our our, our dunkin donuts sessions yeah um like for example like like jaime brings a, something to the table you bring something to the table i bring something to the table ivan brings something to the table like we all i used to like just sitting down and it would become like a little like like thinking little area Mm-hmm. and just share ideas and inspire each other you know what i mean mm-hmm. definitely like i said i look at you guys like as for inspiration as in different hustles because you hustle differently like your hustle's different bro like like you're more academic and things like that mm-hmm. whereas i like and then Jaime is like of course the business hustle yeah but like but like i saw you so like i look up to you for like a certain thing i look up to Jaime for like the business hustle like the way he's ambitious mm-hmm. um and like and i look at ivan like i want to be like as an artist like that type of dedication bro like that's funny because like i said i look up to that kid a lot dude yeah so so no so that's what i'm saying because me like that's why that's where i struggle bro like um like like i said i'll take i'll take your compliments every day that i'm like a good artist but i still battle with like the confidence in my art you know what i mean like people tell me you're amazing you're amazing and i'm like am i really you know and i i need to get over that you know, and that's that's one thing I face too. Like, and I, I've had like conversations with people who are like higher academics and scholars. You know that they 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 say that they face that imposter syndrome. You know, yeah. um, that that we face is like, are we good enough? Are we legit enough? Are we? Um, you know, we ask ourselves all these questions all the time. If we are worthy enough to be considered good, you know. And it's, it's, it's one of those things that it's kind of, it's, it's, it sucks to have that feeling, you know? Yeah. So, the, so yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So that's what I struggle with, man. Yeah. And also like, like the, I guess in a way, like low self-esteem, like where it's like, nah, dude, I'll, I'll never make it. I'll, I'll never be that good and blah, 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 blah. But then, I mean, it's changing little by little, but it's like, I read about my heroes mm-hmm. and like, 
bro, like they weren't like um, some of them weren't shit yeah. until they made themselves become something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's baller, bro. Like, like for me, like, like I was really like, well, recently I was in a stump because like, it's funny because like before, uh, because of the shutdown, I was just sitting on my butt and I was just, you know, I, I, I always doodle. I doodle at least every day here and there, you know, mm-hmm. I don't create, I don't create pieces of art, but I'll think of ideas. I'm constantly on Pinterest looking at things and we always send each other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so my brain's always going and I always just feel like down on myself, like, dude, I'm 36. I haven't made it as an artist and blah, 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 blah. But then again, I also have to provide for my, my, my son, you know, mm-hmm. and I have to work and all that stuff. So I don't have the luxury of like, you know, taking the time to make yeah. artwork and all that. Yeah. But then I saw freaking um, that LA Originals, bro. And like, they made themselves become something, bro. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now it's just a matter of figuring out how can we not only help ourselves, but like each other. Yeah. Like, Cause I feel like with everybody, it's like, oh, like, I'm helping myself and that's it for like screw everybody else, you know? But my thing is like, well, why does, I mean, I, maybe I'm too much of an optimistic, but I'm like, why, why does it have to be like that? Why, why does it have to be every man for themselves? You know what I mean? Why can't we rise as a, as like a, a like a, like a community, like, like, yeah. like put, like, let's make our mark, bro. Yeah, definitely. You know I agree. I agree. You know, I have friends that are, uh, I have a friend of mine who's going to the, the university of New Mexico right now. And I actually talked to him about being a guest on the, on the podcast too. And, um, I, we, we went to a conference. He, we, we met at, uh, UTEP when I was going for my master's and, um, and this guy is one of the smartest guys I've ever met. Um, Joseph, one of the smartest dudes I've ever met, like legit smart. And, um, and he, you know, I, that's a conversation we had at this conference. Like, dude, you know, we need to keep coming to these things. We need to keep pushing out our work. You know, we got to keep like striving for the greatness that we, we need because we got to have this community. We got to have support for each other and we got to show like, Hey, we can make it too. You yeah. know, we can make it, you know? And then from there, once we do, once we're able to say, Hey, we made it, we got to continue supporting each other. We got to support, uh, continue supporting like, uh, scholars of color, people of color in different ways and avenues, you know? Oh Yeah. And that's, and, what I, and, that's, what and that's what I tell people. It doesn't stop with just Latinos for me, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I mean, everybody, everybody from all walks of fucking life, dude. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, just, yeah. like, just, I love just diversity, bro. Yeah. Like diversity, bro. Cause my thing is like, I don't understand how there's some people out there in this world that just want to have one type of something mm-hmm. and that's it, bro. It's like, it's like you go to, it's like going, it's like going to Golden Corral every day and just getting oatmeal. Yeah. Just oatmeal every day. I'm like, what? Like, what? That's ridiculous, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. Um, what else? What else we're we gonna talk about, man? Come on. Oh, I don't know. We, we've been talking here for a while, and it, it's been an amazing conversation. Um, I, I guess we can go back to like, like. Well, let me ask you. What's up? What What projects do you have coming up, bro? Like, what What do you think? What like, or not necessarily coming up, but what projects would you like to get going? In the future, if, if like if, if you could have it your way, bro, uh huh, like 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 which what would you like to have, like would do so, in the next? So you mentioned earlier in, in our conversation how your works evolved too, and the two years that I've been here at, at Texas A&M, my works evolved too. Originally, I came in being thinking I'm gonna be the comic scholar all the way, 
you know, puro comics, puros comics, puro research on comics, and just pure research on comics, you know, that was my, that was my perspective, and then, like, my mentors, and my advisors, and people along the way that have helped mold me, you know, into, into the, per the, the person I am right now, and uh, have, have told me, you know, you gotta, you gotta broaden your horizon, you gotta, like, um, showcase you're, you're not just a one niche pony you know you're not a one trick pony you can do so much more than that and so my work has gone gone from just comics to studying film studying social media um uh you know just broadening my horizon into not just um one medium but focusing on media and pop culture in general and so right now i'm doing a paper on el paso fit fam um the the so, that incredibly like popular social media site uh on what Instagram. is that man like, I, I don't even know I, i've heard of it but i don't even know what it is man so <laughs> how can i describe <laughs> fit fam fit fam is like a cheese page is that like what like yeah that you want to five on blast it, it kind of yeah it's kind of like that like a <laughs> page like it's a gossip page that that people go and it showcases the best and worst of el paso all yeah, at once man. You know? uh it's because in like I've, I'm focusing on like a certain couple of months, right? That the between July and and October, and I'm 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 around those months in particular because I'm focusing on on uh, the the shooting, and I'm also focusing on the the gendered aspects of of uh, the posts that these people that they, that the use the these um this uh, page uh, sends out. Uh, so I'm working on that right now. I'm, I'm doing a paper on uh, the Dia de los Muertos, like in, in terms of the oh, nice. different forms of media. So there's like Coco, Book of Life. Uh, there's a Barbie that I'm doing an analysis on, like focusing on, uh, things like that. Um, oh, oh, there's a comic book called Day of the Dead too, or Dia de los Muertos. That I saw it's really interesting. It's like an anthology type thing. And don't forget to throw in a Blue Beetle, fool. Oh, so I've done a couple of papers on Blue Beetle. I've done a couple of papers on uh, Jaime Reyes, the Blue Beetle. I was going to say shout out to Jaime Reyes for that food. That's my, uh, you go to El Paso High, right? Uh, yeah, you went to El Paso High. Um, in the comic, it looks nothing like El Paso High. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so as two dudes, like, who grew up in El Paso, you know, I was born and raised, and I know that you grew up there. Um, but it's like, it looks nothing like El Paso. And um, that's one of the papers that I, that was one of my first papers here at a and that I hope um, I'm, I'm gonna like tighten up and and um, you know fix it up a bit more so I can hopefully get it published soon. Um, cool. So I, I did a paper on Blue Beetle and Border Town, that comic uh, that got canceled. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I, I did a paper on that, focusing on the Latinidad and representation of those two comics. And then uh, I did another paper on bo on borders and immigration, like how I focus on comic books and graphic novels on that. And then what's another paper I'm doing? Um, oh, I'm focusing on the actual memorials of the shooting. To yeah. Paso. So I, a lot of my work revolves around like that, you know, the Latinidad or what a term that I'm, I'm trying to like push is uh, El Paso in Nidad. Right, so it's like El Paso's identity and uh, El Paso's culture. Well, bro, it, it's its own little thing, man. Like really? for example, um, like LA, it's its own thing. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because, like I said, like um, where I work, like I'm always dealing with customers, mm -hmm. um, and I'll have like Central Texas 
like either Chicanos or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or just, you know, just people. I'll have people that are like, like right away they're like, hey man, you're from West Texas, right? Or you're from El Paso, right? And I'm like, how can you tell? And they're like, well, because you can hear it in you, like the way you express yourself. Mm-hmm. You can hear like, you know, the way your accent and everything. Mm-hmm. And then the funny part is that in El Paso, people can distinguish that I'm not from El Paso, but from like LA or something. Mm-hmm. Because so I have like a dual, a dualist Chicano in me. I don't know, man. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's funny is that like, it, and it's exactly, it's like I tell people LA culture, LA Chicano culture is different from the El Paso Chicano culture, mm-hmm. bro. Like we're like, it's literally cousins. Like they're mm-hmm. cousins. It's it's not it's yeah. not the same thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like they're similar in a lot of ways. Cause there's a friend of mine here who's from LA, um, and, and uh, and he's a he's a higher education major, and he's from LA, and and he's we gravitate towards each other so well because um because of how much we have in common, but at the same time we're very different too in a lot of like our mannerisms and and things like that too. So he goes, you know, he tells me, man, you know, I can relate to you a lot because of a lot, you know, it just feels like you understand me. And then, and so it's interesting. It's a really, it's interesting dynamic for sure. Cause there are like strong similarities and very um, different things as well. That's cool, man. Like, like I said, I don't know. I keep going back to the show. Cause I'm right now I'm in love with that show, the Hente fight. Oh, it's good. But it, Like perfect example, bro. Like the way I envision El Paso is like the art artist chick, like the way she's she's mm-hmm. like different. Yeah. Uh, but like like I figure like that's like El Paso, like the way her character is, you know. Mm. She's like you know, whereas like the way she portrays herself as like the Chicana. Yeah. And I, I always I always picture envision LA to be, like the other dude, uh, the Cholio guy, the what's his name, the one that has that girl pregnant. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Like like that's more of you know, an LA. Mm-hmm. like Chicano, even though we're all like the similar and the same, but I, that's the mm-hmm. way I picture it. It's where it's more like, like it's more taller culture somewhat, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but that's just who it is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like low riders and everything. Yeah. Well, Paso's more influenced by the Mexican culture, like food and mm-hmm. like, he's a strike there by the border, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, it's interesting how both of LA and El Paso have their own, sense of pride too like we're yeah. very proud people you know what i mean um you know um it, it's it's really interesting because i don't see that with a lot of other places you know like even yeah. like, like i don't know if san antonio is like that too um, oh yeah dude right here too man like but it's like i said and even then mm-hmm. so i don't know and i mean i don't want to offend anybody but i always i always picture san antonio to be like that other cousin the one oh, that yeah, went to college school. It's very Tex-Mex. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So it's like, so I, I always get shit for like saying that, but I always feel like Tex-Mex culture is like a watered down Chicano and Mexican. And I'm sure people are going to hate me on that. I mean. But it's like watered down, bro. Like, oh, bro. Like, and this is my opinion, of course. Yeah. But bro, like when they say, oh, oh I've heard of a great Mexican restaurant or blah, blah, blah. Is it Tex-Mex, bro? Because yeah. I can do, I can do without. I can do oh, without. Like, no joke. I've had those conversations with people here. They're like, oh, there's a fantastic restaurant here. And then I go try it out. It's Tex-Mex. I'm all like, you know, and the thing is, is like when you come from El Paso or even L.A., the yeah. food is just, is, uh, it's different. You know what I mean? It's like authentic. It's, you know, 
it's hard to describe how delicious that food really is. Um, but, you know, we're, we're like hyping it up. Like, I hope people oh, like, bro. listen to I, this. Like, yeah. I tell friends over here that it's like, bro, one week in El Paso, bro, you need to, you're going to need to schedule like a, uh, some kind of like, like doctor's appointment. Cause you're going to have like, you're going to come back 40 pounds heavier and you're going to, you're going to be like borderline heart attack. But it's 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 worth it, way. <laughs> the food. The food is good, man. Uh, it, it's 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 the best food. Like every time I go back, it's just it's I love it. I love it. Um, you know. Oh, I, and, and also, like another another good point is like for example, like with my customers, a lot of times like they're shocked to know that I'm from a, that I come from El Paso too because uh-huh. they have like a stigma about us, like that maybe like we're like these bad people because we're next to Juarez and. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. all this like they, they assume that we're all I don't know what's stupid like drug dealers, cartel people, and I'm like, what? Like, yeah, I've and, and so I've gotten into fights because it's like, bro, like, nah, dude, like El Paso, like we're a big family, bro. We'll rag on each other, but only we can do it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like if we talk shit to each other, only we can do it because if someone else comes and talks shit like to, about like to someone else, it's like we jo- we like we're like ants. We come back and we like we're like you do you like you know. Yeah. So that's what I love about our culture and stuff. Yeah. But it's one of those like, no, they're they're shocked to know that I'm from there because it's like, no, we're we're not we're not drug dealers, fool. We're not. I told them, don't believe your news, you know, your news outlets or whatever, because even whether it's the life, uh, the left or right, um, they still it's like people still can't get El Paso right. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like especially when the shootings happen. Thing, dude, that's the thing. El Paso is its own thing, and. Uh... It's hard to describe the city, you know? It's like, I have so much love for it. It's like, it's crazy. It really is. Um, it's its own thing. It really is. Yeah. And like, <laughs> people, like, like I'll have to send you that Fit Fan page that I'm telling you about. Um, and you'll see like, the raunchiness and the, and the ratchetness of it, you know? You, and you're probably, you'll probably see me there, Wayne. <laughs> so they have the coconuts uh, coconuts videos and stuff um, you're, gonna, you're gonna see all these little kids coming up with that, that look half like me <laughs> hey man those youtube days eh? it, it, it's uh but but you, you'll see like that raunchier side of the city but at the same time they like showcase like the best things about the city too yeah community like, aspect how people are like supporting one another and things like that too. So like I said, that page really does highlight the best of both worlds. Hey, oh. and a shout out to uh, oh, that the support of Paso, who that Jimmy's thing that he's doing. Oh yeah. Right the, now. So shout out to that too, man. Cause you mentioned FitFam, mm-hmm. how it's helping that. And like Jimmy's doing some pretty good things. Uh, doing some really good like helping little local businesses throughout this time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Shout out to Jaime. Shout out to his page of, What's it? What is it called? Is it, is it called like? Uh, uh, okay, so the actual page is called Support Local El Paso, um, and it's dedicated to supporting a bunch of local um, outlets in El Paso. A lot of local restaurants, a lot of local shops, and all that good stuff. Um, and it really does, um, you know, hi, our our friend Jaime Aranda, um, who also is a graphic designer and social media specialist on top of like the many other titles that he carries um, with the positive design and, um, and his uh, recording studio. Um, he, he's an entrepreneur. That's what he is really like. 
Like I, yeah. one word to truly describe Jaime, it's an entrepreneur and he's always down to help the people of El Paso. And um, so he started up this page called Support Local, um, uh, Local El Paso. And so if, if you're in El Paso and you're listening to this, definitely give it a follow, uh, check it out and, uh, you know, support local. Definitely. That's, that's what it's about. No, definitely. So shout out to like Jaime. Go check out Jaime Aranda, Positive Design, bro. And then what's his uh, support, uh, local El Paso? And then what's his... Uh, his uh, I forgot the studio's name, dude. Yeah, let's check it out, fool. Come on. We, we live uh, in the, the age of like technology and we're over here like tontos. Hold we're, on, fool. We're, uh, you know... The, oh, and also, the, like I said, and also check out Ivan Calderon Art. Let me see what's his Instagram, dude. Give that full shout out. Too. Aspect of this conversation, like, went out the window, and now we're just having the, our usual friendly conversation. This is the you know, amigo aspect of academics and amigos. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, so Ivan Calderon Art. That's his Instagram page. I'm and, at Charlie G Hustlin One. I really don't put anything yet. Like I said, I'm really getting fired up. Uh, but I'll I'll post sketches here and there. But it's just mostly about me being a dad and. Trying to figure shit out. <laughs> That's what's up. So Jaime's recording studio is called Studio 411. And you can follow them on Instagram at record at 411. Um, the whole word. Um, so, and then he has Positive Design Company. Um, he also has his band, The Dead Electrics. Um, so again, we have, we have some friends that are really awesome people and do, doing some amazing things. Um, Ivan Calderon, if you all want to give that amazing artist and friend of ours a, a follow, it's Ivan Calderon Art. Uh, one whole word. And uh, I'll put all these links on, on, on like, uh, where, wherever I end up posting this uh, podcast. Um, more than likely, I'll be on my website, too. But um, that way you all can check it out and just give a follow and, and a shout out to all the amazing people, you know, that are in and outside of a scholarship in academia. And, uh, I'm lucky to say that you're one of those people, Carlos, that oh, you, thanks, man. you're, Thank you're you. incredibly knowledgeable with, uh, with your, with your pop culture and media, uh, uh, you know, knowledge and, uh, you're, you're, you're just, uh, overall amazing guy, dude. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, so um, well, originally we had planned to talk for thirty minutes, but this conversation just ah full. You know us full. <laughs> we, we can go on and on. So, uh, but I I know this podcast is getting a little bit long. And for those of us, those of you who have stuck with us throughout this, we really appreciate it. Um, but I think we're gonna call it right now. Uh, so, uh, so thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Again, Carlos Gonzalez, go give him a follow at Charlie G Hustlin on Instagram. Uh, check out his work. Uh, amazing, amazing artist, amazing person, amazing father, amazing everything. Just one of the Thanks, man. That. Again, shout out to Carlos Gonzalez for being the first guest of Academics on Amigos. So be sure to follow him on Instagram at Charlie G Hustlin One to check out his work and to check out all the amazing things Carlos is doing at the moment including a lot of the stuff that we talked about in this podcast episode today. If you aren't following us already, be sure to follow us at Academics and Amigos on Instagram. And also be sure to check out my website, arramirez.com, uh, to get more info on all the all things in relation to my work and my research and about me. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Latinx Pop. With that being said, take care, my friends.
be cool, stay awesome.